Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the College Hoop Show here on the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel and podcast network. She is Abby Schnabel. I am Noah Hiles. Abby, uh, we, we talked about how there was a little bit of promise in the air for Pittsburgh basketball teams uh, last week. Um, I don't know if that promise really died down a ton. I would say it did for Pitt a little bit, uh, but still some excitement going on. The Panthers uh, finished the month of January 4-4. Four and four. Duquesne uh, is now on a three-game win streak, and uh, we're going to talk about all of that. And I, I think we just get right into it. I don't think we need to make any small talk today. We do a question, we do a highlight, and we do a prediction. My question for you, Abby, is what, do, is what grade do you give Pitt this January? Looking through, um, I believe at the beginning of the month, we said they needed to go at least 5-3 and three or 6-2. and two. So I said 6-2, and two, they'd be in a really good spot. 5-3, and three, they'd be in a much better spot than where they are now. Uh, Pitt went four and four, so it didn't meet our, our needs, our desired requirements. Um, but it's there, it's 13 and eight now, I believe. And what four and six in ACC play four and five. I don't have the record right in front of me. Uh, you can look that up, but I mean, just reviewing the month of January here, you have, uh, the four wins at Louisville at Duke at Georgia tech and home against wake forest. That's one quad one victory, two quad two wins, and a quad four win over Louisville. Um, and then the losses at home to Duke, North Carolina. Those are both quad one losses. Uh, home losses, Syracuse. I believe that's a quad three. And uh, a road loss to Miami. So that would be a quad one loss. So just looking it all over, Abby, what do you grade Pitt's month of January? Some highs, some lows. Overall, four and four, not great, not horrible. What, what says you? So originally my thought was to give them a C simply because four and four is average and that's what a C is. However, I decided to give them a B because of the magnitude of some of their wins um, and especially those wins being on the road, um, except for Wake Forest. But I mean, I'll get into that. I mean, you start with the win over Duke at Duke that already makes you want to jump them up a letter grade because that's not easy to do by any stretch of the imagination. Then you go, you continue on the road and you beat a Georgia Tech team who just beat UNC, which is UNC lost to Georgia Tech on the road, but Pitt beat 
George yeah. Park on the road. So that made me want to scale them up a little bit as well. Um, and then I, I was just really impressed with um, their resiliency from the Wake Forest win. Um, I didn't get to watch it because Duquesne had a game last night at the same time. But um, down 10 at half and then managing to win by five points, like I was impressed with their ability to come back because I don't feel like we've really seen their that the, as much this season as as anyone would have liked. Um, so because of those, it, it made me want to because their wins, I feel like outweighed their losses, except for the fact that most of their losses came at home. It made me decide to give them a new B. I think you could argue a C. I don't think anything higher than an A or a B is is arguable. Um, I also wrote in my notebook B minus, but I scratched that out because the Duke game alone gave me um made me decide to but then you also look at like the individuals i mean um henson finished the month averaging 15.5 points through this month Mm -hmm. um jalen low 12.5 points and and then you know um maybe bub and ish have been in a little bit of not a rut per se but just not as consistent and and then they're the reason they pull out that win against wake forest last night so i i don't know I think a B, I think there's a lot of promise for this team. They've got talent. It's just a matter of, I think we've said this many times, putting the pieces together. Um, and I think we may be starting to see that. So I'm giving them a B. That's fair. I, I will give them a C. Uh, simply because it didn't do anything to improve where it was. I, I think we're one month further into the season and Pitt is further away from making the NCAA tournament than what it was at the start of this month. And I wouldn't say it was particularly close because it, you know, it didn't have any quad one wins or even quad two wins, I believe, uh, entering January. Uh, it was 0-2 in ACC play. But, I mean, it, it, it's dropped in Ken Palm. It's dropped in the net rankings sent over the past month. And my, my, two, my two big things are, I mean, you you want one and three at home. That's that's the killer. Like I understand that the the Duke win was nice on the road. Like that's their best win. That's their best road win probably in the Jeff Capel era, as I've said before. Um, although Duke was without two starters in that game, and I think that that might take away a little bit of the shine on that. If Pitt's ever back in the tournament conversation, I think people might note that. Um, but yeah, one and three at home. You you look there. There are two games where if Pitt won these two, it would be on the bubble, and that's home against Syracuse and on the road at Miami. And at Miami, I mean, Pitt had a really good shot to win that game. You 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 figure if if they complete that nineteen point comeback and they they steal a win in Coral Gables, it leaps over a team that it's fighting for bubble position with, and mm-hmm. now. After this, after this Wake Forest win, you're looking at a team that's won four straight. Uh, you're looking at a team that's 500 in ACC play with some easier games ahead. You know, Notre Dame, Louisville's next month again. Um, obviously, there are some road contests, but the schedule doesn't seem nearly as tough. But the Miami thing kind of threw a little bit of a fork in the road, where now you basically do have to win out if you're pit. So that's a tough loss. And like I said, the Syracuse game, that was a must-win game. It was. I, you can lose the Duke in North Carolina on your home court pretty much every year. 
like you're never going to get penalized if you lose to Duke in North Carolina, uh, home or away, especially this year. I mean, you could. We're going to talk about the quality of the ACC. I don't know if there's a better one-two punch for any conference right now than Duke and North Carolina. I think if you're reviewing the top two teams in each league, I think that they're probably the best one-two punch as far as what a conference has to offer. So they're really good. You can lose those games. But the Syracuse game, to lose at home and in the way they lost, they were blown out, and to get swept by a team that still isn't really that close to the bubble, that's not good. If Pitt wins that game, and even if it loses to Miami, you're still five and five in the ACC. You went two and two on your home floor, uh, and you won the two games that you should have won. And yeah, I mean, I believe Pitt was a five and a half point favorite against Syracuse that game. That was just, I couldn't believe that that was the line for that. So yeah, one more win would have put me in a B here. Uh, two more wins. Yeah, it's an A. If Pitt, if Pitt goes six and two this month, with its only two losses being at home to Duke and North Carolina, this is a bubble team. But uh, and and it had those opportunities, but it just couldn't capitalize. Um, and I think it brought, you know, the other reason I have it as a C here is, well, yes, you you highlighted individuals. Blake Hinson performed better as the month went on. Jalen Lowe had a phenomenal month, although he wasn't particularly great uh, last night. Um, and Bob Carrington has been better in two of his last three games. And even if you include the Duke game, he just had foul trouble in that one. But um, there's still some big issues that are very is visible here for Pitt. I mean, they, they they go stretches without being able to score at all. Uh, and it's it's not just a couple possessions. It's three, four, five, six minutes at a time. And it happens multiple times a game. That's not sustainable. And their front court is a mess. Right now, their best big man is a six foot seven wing uh, who averages like two points a game. That's their best option at center right now. So that's why I give it a C. Um, it did enough to like where it's not completely dead, but this team is nowhere near in a better place than it was in the beginning of the month. Um, go ahead. The lack of ability to score and the uh, front court issues sounds like uh, Duquesne. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but as we move on now to the highlight, we're going to highlight Duquesne because <laughs> it's won three straight. That's, uh, you know, that was much needed yeah. for that group. Just looking at where it was midway through this month after, you know, losing to UMass, losing to Dayton. Um it had some tough spots it was in, uh, but getting a couple of conference wins, Chicago State's not an Atlantic. No, they're right? independent. No, yeah, I thought so. So, you know, but still two two conference wins and then a win over a non-conference opponent, three straight wins. Anytime you can win three straight games in January, there's value in that. So, Abby, I'll let you, you know, I'll just wind you up and let you go. Talk a little bit about the Dukes over the last week or so. Yeah, so, you know, they start with a win over St. Bonaventure, which was, there was a point in that game where I, I remember just feeling the energy shift, and I've been at almost every single home game this season, um, so I can read the team pretty well at this point, and there was a, a point early in the second half that it just, it just felt like this was it. Even though St. Bonaventure came back, like, the energy was just different. You, you know, college basketball yeah. fans know. Um, and so, so they were able to win that game, and then to to pull out a win against Fordham, who isn't is 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 
up there in A10 teams. Not saying that the A10 is a particularly strong league this year. Um, but you know, that was that was a good win for them, especially with their um ability to take away three-point range and 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 all that. And then, you know, Chicago State, who has a um projected second round NBA pick on their team. All of these were not pretty. I'm gonna shout out one of our editors, Cameron Hoover, for a second. He was at the game last night and I came and ch- chatted with him at halftime and he was just like, This is not pretty. And I was like, Yeah, tell me about it. Because as I mentioned, the Dukes can't score that well. Um, I mean, against Fordham, they made one three pointer. Uh, against Chicago State, they went three for twenty. Um, and then it's just like their their post guys are are almost I mean, they're they're causing havoc, but they're not scoring that well. I mean, I guess last night might be a little bit of a uh, an exception with uh, David Dixon and, and Fusini Drame both scoring ten points, but it's just it's very frustrating to watch. But they're winning these games by their defensive efforts. I mean, they're taking away the three point range. They're really good against really good guards. I will say that. Like we we've seen them shut down guards all month, even win or lose. Um, and then I think that just spoke volumes when they were um, playing last night against Wesley Cardet Jr. Um, for Chicago State, as I mentioned, second uh, projected second-round draft pick. I mean, they held them to zero points in the first half and then five points in the second half. Like, that's impressive for a guy who's maybe may on an NBA team in less than a year. And then, And then you just look at, like, you know, is it frustrating that they can't score? Absolutely. Um, but they're having these defensive moments that are just purely just beautiful in a way. I mean, last in the last night they were uh, up four with 20 seconds to go, which two possession lead, but anything can happen in college basketball. And, and, and David Dixon got a huge block and Fusini Drame got a big defensive rebound. And, and even Jimmy Clark in the press conference was smiling about how he got a block and he's one of their key guards. So, you know, if, if, if this is what they have to do to win, grind it out defensively, that's what they have to do to win. I think there are some upsides in the fact that Day Day Grant has made his return after missing three games with a concussion. Um, he scored seven points against Fordham and then 17 last night. Um, there, there are just a lot of, we're starting to see some glimpses of what this team could have been earlier in the season, but it is still beyond frustrating to watch when I'm sitting there and they likely should be winning a game by a lot more. And it's tied with less than a minute to go. That's very frustrating as I'm sure, you know, (laughs) Pitt, Pitt and Duquesne are playing fairly similar this year. Um, but you know, like you said, three wins, nothing to bat an eye at. If they can keep the momentum going and if they can start actually hitting shots, I don't see why they can't get a good, decent-ish seed for the A-10 tournament and try and make a run at it. I, you know, their defense is insane. Like, that's all all they got right now, and, you know, they've made it a good one. So, Yeah. I I, I, I mean, I've been following along. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I've been covering them as, as thoroughly as you or anything. But, yeah, it's – it's funny that you point out the similarities that these two teams have as far as, you know, flaws and strengths. And um, it'll be interesting to see what both can do over the next month. I, I think that we've reached a point where both are going to have to probably, I don't know if Pitt is at that point where it's going to have to win the ACC tournament yet. Cause if it, if it goes 
nearly perfect here down the stretch or even, yeah, I would say perfect. Probably that's 14 and six. You're looking at a couple, like it's at least on the bubble, you know, it's in the conversation and it might have to rely on other people to do poorly or whatever. But um, still, I think both of these teams are really going to have to do a lot to, to reach the heights that they hope to at the beginning of the season. And we'll see how they can go about addressing their similar flaws. Um, so now final portion of the show prediction time, Abby, uh, once again, the ACC looks to be the, the last, the last dog to the feeding bowl, uh, the feeding trough here, as far as bracketology goes, only three teams right now projected to make the NCAA tournament from the ACC. That's Duke, North Carolina and Clemson. That's pretty much been the case for the last six weeks or so. And you, you know, depending on who you look at, um, there might be a, a fourth team in there. You'll see a couple of more teams in the next four out or the four after that four or teams even in consideration. But for the most part, the look of it now is there are three teams that you we are pretty confident will be in the NCAA tournament. And then the rest is kind of a toss-up. So I'll, I'll make the prediction blank teams from the ACC will make the NCAA tournament. Abby, how many? I'm sticking with the three. No one really? else has, yeah, no one else has impressed me, and I don't think that the ACC has enough clout this year to warrant a fourth. Um, at where we're at right now, I just don't think the conference has been strong enough to be able to carry the ACC bias into bracketology. Like you know, there are some teams from some leagues cough cough Big Ten that sneak teams in because of just how um, how intense those leagues are even the big 12 is a good example um but i don't think that's the acc this year and so i think every single team who makes it is really going to have to deserve it and and i really think at this point in the season only north carolina duke and clemson have proven that they're a tournament team i've got maybe virginia written there um i think wake forest losing to pitt probably doesn't do them or definitely doesn't do them any no. favors um, with how far out of consideration Pitt is, is likely if they win that game, maybe we're having a different conversation, but I'm only confident in the three. And so if I was a betting woman, I would only bet on the three. I'll, I'll go a little further. I think Virginia will make it just looking at what the team looks like now. Um, is it a tournament team right now? Probably not. No but based off of what it's currently accomplished. But you look, I mean, Virginia right now is 45 in the net rankings, which isn't horrible. It has one quad one win. It's four and two against quad two. And it has one quad three loss, which is Notre Dame. Um, but, you know, it's it's one five straight. It is overall not bad, I think, right here. 16 and five overall. And it has a the same conference record as Duke right now. I believe seven and three something along those lines in ACC play. So not a horrible overall record. And I understand you need to have quality wins and not bad losses, which Virginia still needs to rack up some quality wins. And I don't know how many of those um, will come along, but I, I still think Virginia has the coaching. It has the experience of, you know, it, it's got guys like Beekman who have been around, been on deep runs, been to the tournament. Uh, they, they know how to play in February and in March. So it will be a bubble team 
I think, for a bulk of the year. But I'll look at Virginia as a team that will end up in a similar fate to what NC State was last year, where it might not be Dayton, but it's it's. I think, I think heading into the ACC tournament, Virginia is going to be playing its way off the Dayton bubble rather than off of the actual bubble. So that would be my fourth pick. And and you know the thing is that it's still a wide open league where I really think if one team can, and that's why I picked Virginia because it's one five straight and it's 12 and zero on its home floor. So that tells me that, you know, this team might only lose once or twice more again. And I think if you go 15 and five in the ACC with a name like Virginia, you probably got a decent chance of getting in um, Virginia tech, someone that a team that, you know, some bracketologists are high on NC state is something that, someone that I kind of look at and I'm like, eh, maybe they should get a little bit more. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, yeah, I, I thought at the beginning of this season that the ACC was going to be a lot better. It's worse than last year. It <laughs> is. And um, it starts with non-conference again, but it is what it is. And, and you know, the, the, the coaches and the, and the network, they can complain all they want, but the reality is it's like, you guys didn't win the big games in the non-conference this year. And, some of your better teams from a year ago have regressed like Miami, like Pitt, like NC state. So that's going to hurt your conference. So that's, that's our take on it. Uh, Abby, any final thoughts as we round off the show here? I can't believe we're a month away or a month and a half away. I know tournament play, right? It's moved fast. It has indeed. It has indeed. Well, that's all she's got. That's all I got. Check out all of our coverage at post-gazette.com, and you can check out all of our sports content uh, virtually here on the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel and podcast network. She's Abby Schnabel. I'm Noah Hiles. We're signing off saying we'll see you next week. Thank you for checking out this content from Post-Gazette Sports. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all of the sports coverage the Post-Gazette has to offer, visit post-gazette.com.